Welcome to Gain That Tune. is going on everybody it is game that tune back in the house once again for our live viewers it's the special thursday night edition of game that tune we're happy to be with you thank you for joining us it's your boy john harrington here we got jesse moore with us say hey hey we got david fleming say hey hey and back from his show breaking uh, disappearance uh, Mr. Uh, professional, who uh, we can't do without, it's uh, John Regan. Say hey, what's going on, Johnny? Hey, not too much, man. I'm back from my conference. Yeah, um, so you know, for uh, for people that uh, follow the show closely, when you were gone, we uh, we received a note from you about a possible mixtape to put in the podcast feed in the uh, place of the you know live show that didn't exist. Um, and David and I just couldn't make sense of that, man. So where uh, you know, yeah, tell us about your conference. How'd it go? Well, it went uh, it went pretty well. I had a pretty uh, I learned a good amount of things. I had a good time. Where you know, did got... you go? Oh, I went to and Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. Did you happen to encounter any bullfighters? Yeah. I may have. I did go to a Cirque du Soleil show, and any all kinds of things happened in there. Half of it I don't understand what it is. So they very well could have been fighting bull. Were you on okay. Panther? If you were uh, if you were going to encounter a real world version of Vega anywhere, I think Cirque du Soleil makes as much sense as anything. But yeah, so you left us that note, you know, and I I thought it was Vegas theme, but you know, David seemed to think it I was, was under Vega. the impression it was Vegas theme. Yeah, so you know, Johnny, can you possibly provide some clarification on what we were supposed to do in your uh, in your absence last week? Yeah, so here's the thing. I mean, as you guys know, I'm sure. Um, my handwriting is notoriously terrible. He's it right. Is. You guys actually misread the note. It's actually supposed to be... Um, I have it written down here. I have the note, the original note I wrote here, so that I can pull it up. And I can see how you can mistake that for, like, Vegas um, <laughs> or, or Vegas. It was actually vegan theme is what it's supposed to be. I what? wanted to have a mixtape... Oh, about games where you don't harm animals. Son of a fuck. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> All pacifist run mixtape. <laughs> you thought you could convey that in two words in your handwriting? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, in hindsight, it wasn't it was a great a choice. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, man. That, what you an know, oddly I don't think... specific choice for a mixtape, too. Yeah. And, you know... Games in which you don't harm animals, so like no games ever. No, there's plenty of games where Tetris. you play as maybe a robot, and uh, maybe you're fighting other robots. 
Speaking of which, um, if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we do around here is we listen to video game music. Uh, we've each brought three songs from a game. We try and guess each other's games based on the songs. A little bit of trivia. We goof off. We have fun. Uh, we talk a lot of nonsense, as you can see. And the winner gets to pick a theme for the next episode and play a bonus tune. And David Fleming was our winner last week, or whenever we last recorded. And uh, David, what was that theme you picked for tonight's episode? Well, you know, it's interesting that Johnny brought that up, because that's an incredible segue to the theme. Uh, the theme is Games with Robots. Yes, vegan games, if you... No, wait, r- games with robots. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely a, a more uh, real theme. Um, that's uh, It's a great theme. Surprising, quite frankly, that it hasn't been a theme yet on our show, because uh, robots and games kind of go hand in hand. And I don't know of many, even games with robots, like how many games with robots really don't have you killing animals anyway? Like, you know, you kill so many robot animals in the Mega Man series, like... Just say, are we including, like, organic <laughs> animals or robot animals? Strictly I don't know, man. Organic. It raises a lot of questions. Like, you know, are these, are these animals turned into robots? Are they robot versions of animals? I don't know. It's uh, it's a gray area, but it's, you know I, I don't think they're vegan. Are they animals I, inside robots? Good question. Animals piloting small robots. <laughs> yeah, I feel it, like this is the point where we need Janet from The Good Place to clarify. It's like, yeah, you're killing tons of animals. Up, oh, animal robots. Not an animal. Not an animal. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so I think we got a great show tonight. We got a, we got a great theme, great tunes, uh, good fan request. And uh, Johnny, I think uh, let's just make sure your soundboard's still working. Let's uh, let's get you back in the swing of things and start with game one. All right. Game one.
All right. So, uh, trivia on this one. This game and its direct sequel feature the only appearances of the robo version of which character? Feeling good? Feeling great? Hmm. Not feeling good. Nope. As, um. as everybody uh, shows me confirmed answers, I will, of course, reveal the answer to the trivia. Now, that would uh, require writing down an answer first. Yes, exactly. That's why I won't reveal the trivia answer until I know you've written down an answer. I like to make this one hard to start the uh, start the night off. Quite frankly, well, I wasn't it's expecting it. good to know I'm getting it wrong. I wasn't expecting to lead off the show with uh, this game, the first ever appearance of, of course, Robo Mario. Uh, so Jesse oh. says Robo Dance-Off, which is incorrect. John says Robot Radical Rex, which is also incorrect. And David says Super Mario Advance, which sadly does not feature Robo Mario. No, there are only two games that feature Robo Mario. And is you might this be Mario versus Donkey Kong? Oh, man. It's not. Uh, you might be surprised to learn that this is Mario Kart Arcade GP. Oh! Yeah. <sighs> I've played so much of that. On Haven't my home we consoles. all played so much Mario Kart Arcade GP and its sequel, Mario Kart Arcade GP 2? Hmm? I must have put like three quarters in that thing. Yeah. Uh, I, th I don't think that gets you a full <laughs> ah, race. I was going to say, that sucks. <laughs> exactly. You don't, get, you don't get to play at that. <laughs> you do that fourth quarter, man. Walk away sad. Oh, man. I, that, that, mm. I, hmm. Yeah. Because I, I have actually played Mario Kart Arcade GP, and I don't recall a Robo Mario in it. Right. I it, do recall Pac-Man in it Pac for some utterly arbitrary reason. Well, you know, the arbitrary reason being that Namco made the game. Um, well, yeah, but... Yeah, so uh, Mario Kart Arcade GP is also the first crossover appearance between Mario and Pac-Man, 
uh, also Mrs. Pac-Man and Blinky the Ghost. But, uh, yeah, Robo Mario is, like, a challenge boss in fucking Mario Kart Arcade GP. Like, if somebody is able and willing to play that game enough to get to, like, the Rainbow Road Challenge map, they get a race against the one and only Robo Mario. And, frankly, it, you know, it looks kind of fun and cute, and I kind of wish he had been in, uh, been in Mario Kart, you know, uh... Related uh, related trivia, instead of the Mario M on his hat, what emblem do you think Robo Mario has on his hat? Think Nintendo uh, mid-2000s. Hmm. I'm, uh, well, originally I was going to say an R, but now I'm kind of thinking a wrench? Nope. A gear? <laughs> nope. It's the, e? it's the logo for uh, Professor E. Gad from Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> yeah, because E. Gad made him. Yeah. Right? Egad built Robo Mario to race you in Mario Kart Arcade. Um, you know, fun is little Mario canon? trivia. I don't know that it is canon. It really should be. Like, Professor Egad's way more canon than Robo Mario at this point. Like, why hasn't Robo Mario shown back up as, like, part of the Mario Party series or something? Like, or maybe he'll be in Luigi's Mansion 3. Why hasn't Egad shown up? In? Yeah, well, like, he- Egad should be in a Mario Kart game. Yeah, he should. I think he's always just working behind the scenes, making silly things. I feel it's like he's in, like, like I said, like Mario Party stuff, and I don't know. It's probably in one of those Mario and Luigi games at some point. But anyway, man, I bet we all had a blast playing Mario Kart Arcade GP that one time we saw it in the arcade and gave it a dollar, right? Like, that's everybody's game story with this, two. isn't it? <laughs> it really does look like a fun arcade game, and I wish that they got some kind of home port. And I understand this, it's probably complicated because it's like, a joint effort with Nintendo and Namco, and that licensing's probably a little bit bananas. I guess, um, but, I mean, Pac-Man eventually showed up in fucking yeah. Smash Brothers, so, like, I don't know the licensing's getting in the way. I think it might just be that hmm. it's kind of a mediocre arcade Mario Kart. Like, you hmm. port this to home consoles, you end up with, like, the N64 version of Cruising USA. Like, yeah. You know, what's the <laughs> point? <laughs> that game's fun. <laughs> the one thing that I do remember that was fun about it, um is you could take a picture of your face and then superimpose, like, Mario character features on it depending on who you play as. So I selected Wario, so it was my face with, like, Wario's cap and the giant lightning mustache. Yes. And that was silly and fun. I like I like that fun, silly element. However, I, I do believe the racing version, or the racing part of the game, is pretty fucking rudimentary. Like, it's a uh, pretty stripped-down kind of basic Mario Kart. But, uh, Johnny, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, you know, make a, a, a collection of some Mario Kart games, right? Yeah. You know, and put put it on that. So that way it's not so disappointing when it's not that great because it came with, like, Mario Kart 64 and Super Nintendo Mario Kart and, you know, Double Dash. Just put it on one disc, re-release it on the modern console, boom, 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 done. Frankly, actually, I don't know why since, uh, you know, Mario Kart with, like, retro courses has become in fashion that they haven't thrown some kind of reference its way, like just have one of the courses from the game in Mario Kart 8 or something like that. But, uh, I think, again, it might be because it's kind of basic. Like, uh, the, the courses are pretty simple, but, like, I played this game once, and I, I read about it a lot for, like, the... for using it on this show, and it's got some good ideas that actually would be kind of fun to see in, like, newer Mario Kart games. Like, anybody have a guess on how many items there are in Mario Kart Arcade GP? 40. Oh, there's like a fuck ton. Yes, there is a fuck ton. Jesse, you got a guess? Uh, 
42. Uh, David, yeah, just give us a number. What's a quantifiable amount of fuck done? Isn't there like 45 or something like that? Yeah, it's, that's good. You should double it. 93. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fucking crazy. There's a bunch of weird items that you know make their first appearance and don't show up and are somewhat like Namco-specific, maybe. But then every character gets four or five special items. Um... And you can, like, unlock them, and eventually... I don't know how you do this exactly with the, like, with the arcade version, but, like, eventually you can, like, set, like, special items, like, loadouts and things like that. Like, Wario's special item for, you know, this race will be the fucking, uh, you know, giant Wario fist. And, like, you know, <laughs> if you get the special box, you get to fucking do, like, the, you know, punch club fist to somebody. Or, like, you know, his version of invincibility is him driving, like, the purple Wario Cadillac or whatever, that kind of thing. Like... So yeah, like that's awesome. everybody gets custom yeah. items, which David, I know you love that from Double Dash. I was gonna say, I wish that came back. Yeah, like you know, think of the incentive to keep on playing like current Mario Kart games if you were unlocking more special items for every character, and you could like select one for you know for like certain races. Like I think that'd be pretty fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah. You could get like a launch star for Rosalina that just shoots you into the lead as a speed boost. Exactly. You could get like. Fucking God, who is in? I'm trying to think of like what special item Isabel would get. No, oh, that's a, you know, I don't know. She get a bunch of paperwork or something that like uh, sh- you know shoots like a like smoke screen, like a paper trail on top of other people. <laughs> or like or, a um, giant like boulder she could leave behind of like uh, bells. Yes, she could just or drop like, a tree that you would have to bump into. <laughs> like her oh, cart gets surrounded by like party poppers that are just firing constantly and like knock people off course yes excellent um but yeah i think that's a really cool idea and then like the the game got criticized for having not enough like courses there's only six like levels in the game but what the game did with the the levels was they like modified them slightly for like four races or whatever so there's like a mario cup which is set at the beach there's a donkey kong cup that's like at you know the jungle uh wario his thing actually takes place in Diamond City, which is Wario Cannon. Well, that's um, kind of cool. Wow. And then, like, so the first race is just like a, like, first race on the Mario Kart, uh, Mario Cup is just like a simple, you know, figure eight loop or whatever. But then, like, if you get, like, to the next race, uh, like, the turns are different. Like, they put up new barriers, like, it's a fucking, like, a Grand Prix race or whatever. And then, like, if you get to the third cup, then, like, you know, you turn and go completely off-road, so you're going more on the beach than on the track, that kind of thing. So, I was thinking, I'm like, man, like, why aren't there... We've seen it in, in like, Sonic and All-Stars Racing, like, fucking transforming courses is one thing, but, like, what about just having, like, different variations of the courses as you progress through the game? Like, it, that's something so easy, and yet it would enhance the replayability of new Mario Kart games very greatly. <laughs> yeah. All you gotta no, do is add some awesome. new ramps or some boost strips or something. Like, just change the fucking, like, level. Just imagine, like, you know, Baby Park in the new Mario Kart, but there's, like, fucking more boost strips added in, so it just goes extra crazy if you're on, like, you <laughs> know, the like this, the highest level or something. Like, you know, there, there are good ideas in this shitty arcade Mario Kart game that, you know, really should be, uh, should be, like, re-explored for, uh, for newer games. I, you know, I don't get it, man. It's, uh, it's weird. Because uh, the main, also the main criticism of this is that it's fucking expensive. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. You know, what's the reason that you play an arcade racing game? Uh, you know, you play to win, baby. And what happens when you win an arcade racing game? You keep going? Yeah. You keep playing. I, I, yeah, that's right. Except in Mario Kart Arcade GP where you win, and guess what? You pay again. <laughs> Uh, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> if you, what? If you win, it, you get to progress to the next thing, like the different course or whatever, but you gotta put another fucking dollar in. That's the main criticism of this fucking stupid. game. Fuck that. It's fuck fucked, man. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, fuck every bit of it. It made me yeah, remember why I fucking played the game only once. Because it's like, well, okay, cool. That was that. Was that. That took a long time. I'm surprised I took my picture just to play one race, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave now and go play something else. <laughs> yeah, man. The whole idea of arcades is that you know if you have skill, you continue you to, to play. <laughs> drop in one quarter, or yeah. if you don't have skill, you can pay to win. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> nope, not with Mario Kart. You win, you give them another dollar if you want to keep playing. So that's why I'm betting that no one's ever seen Robo Mario. Because like you got to get to like the challenge course of like Rainbow Road or whatever, and it's just like, no, nah, I don't have thirty dollars to spend on this. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, fuck Robo Mario. See, at that, and at that point, they should just make it a home console release, and everybody would pay sixty bucks for it, and nobody would complain about this shit. But there's something about paying in an arcade that I'm just not into. <laughs> you only have so many dollars on you, and I'm out in public, man. I want to fucking you know, I want to pay the money, take the game home, and play it on my own time, like you know. <laughs> If you just pop your pants off and crack open a beer inside of an arcade, everybody's got a problem all of a sudden. I don't really, you know. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is up with that? Yeah, a bunch of prudes at the Chuck E. Cheese in Tallahassee. Fucking A. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, man. So Mario Kart Arcade GP, uh, not really worthwhile, but it really does have some fun ideas that I'd love to see, like, just, you know, kind of explored in you know, any new Mario Kart game. And, you know, I do support the idea of Arcade Mario Kart. You know, they, uh, this year just came out with a fucking, like, a VR Arcade Mario Kart. Uh, I heard about that. And it looks oh, yeah, fucking cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you're, like, sitting in cars with VR helmets on, and it's real simple Mario Kart, but it's like, you know, I could get into that. The magic of just sitting in a car and making it seem like I'm driving underneath a thwomp. Like, yeah, I'm into it. And the only, like, items they give you are, like, hammers, because, uh, you know, because it's easy to move your hand like that, and you can bop your, uh, bop your competitors with hammers, like, yeah, sure, fuck it. VR Mario Kart sounds great, so, uh, I would like to see some more arcade Mario Kart, just, you know, make it a little, uh, make it a little affordable. Make it so the good guys, me, get to play, like, four races for a fucking buck. I think that's a pretty good value. <laughs> but, I don't know. Um, it, uh, wait. I'm asking myself, anything else on Mario Kart Arcade GP? Uh, I don't think there is. The, uh, I don't know. Do we have to pay you a dollar to hear some more? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> you know, if you pay me a dollar, I'm just going to move on to the next game. <laughs> that's that's how this works. <laughs> so I can keep talking about Mario Kart Arcade GP. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, shit. Johnny, you better put some uh, put some quarters in or swipe that little Dave and Buster's card and get us on to Mario... Uh, no, not Mario Kart Arcade GP 2. Game 2. All right, Shit. Uh, spoilers! Let me throw some quarters here. Oh, no. There we go. Wow. Game that was quick two. Thinking. Production values.
So this is this is our fan request this week. This is from uh, Pooplos Z in our Discord. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Call him Carlos. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to mess up Pooplos. Like, yeah. So he loved this in our Discord, which you should check out. Our Discord is pretty fun, especially during the show. Um, this was a free-to-play game that was released in 2015 and unfortunately closed down in 2016. However, a new open-source edition has emerged as of this year, 2018. A free-to-play fighting game.
Now that you've all been to the Discord, let's see some answers. What are you, what are you talking about, yeah. John? You, you del- yeah, you really mm. shouldn't mention this came from the Discord, where it's easily <laughs> accessible. All right, John. <laughs> John says Super Smash Flash, which is incorrect. Ah! David, uh, David and Jesse both say Rising Thunder. <laughs> So we know who went to the Discord. Because yeah. <laughs> none of us have played this fucking game. <laughs> is, is, is that judgment in your tone, John uh, Regan? Because uh, let's be honest, like, you should not be the one judging people for trying to, like, sort stuff out on their own. <laughs> hey, I think it's pretty clear that if anybody doesn't cheat on this game, it's Johnny. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What? What is Super Smash Flash? Super Smash Flash? It's the Flash version of Super Smash. Oh. What? Yeah, this, it's it's built like with like Game Boy graphics. I'm pretty sure like Vaporeon is a character for some reason. It's actually pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. This whole time I could have been playing Super Smash Brothers in my browser for free and I haven't. Uh, yes, I believe that's what I'm insinuating. Yeah. Oh, uh, goddamn. I myself have not actually played Super Smash Flash. I'm not really a like computer Flash gamer outside of Na 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 Crash, but uh, you know yeah. Ooh, that game's I awesome. I love Nana I can't even say. That's it right the now. one where the uh, the lady like goes flying, and you like run into people. And yeah, stuff. man. That's, that's you know, right. Okay, yeah. so uh, hands up if you played Rising Thunder. Really? Yeah, I, I got into the beta <laughs> and <laughs> and I played it a little bit. It, it was actually kind of fun. I just I don't know. I just. It wasn't didn't grab me like it, all the robots were kind of generic looking and the moves were okay and it seemed kind of like a simple fighting system but they were trying to go with this this is gonna be uh, an eSport and people are gonna you know get good at this game or we're gonna have tournaments and mm-hmm. then it just you know I didn't even know it got canceled but that makes sense <laughs> yeah I mean it you know it does just kind of look like uh slightly generic robots fighting each other and I, I don't know about how do you apply a free-to-play model to a fighting game I don't really uh, I don't really know like do you have to you sell outfits you d- uh, yeah I was gonna say skins, oh, okay probably. yeah that makes sense I was gonna say what do you, d- you download fucking special moves <laughs> like you do the input <laughs> for a Hadouken and then like it's like you can throw that Hadouken for 99 cents it's like oh shit <laughs> I'm fucked <laughs> oh god wait is it 99 cents to unlock it, or is it 99 cents per Hadouken? That's a good question. I mean, uh. I mean, based upon, if it's following the Mario Arcade GP, oh, fuck that. Um, it's <laughs> like every special move is going to cost you 99 yeah. cents. God, can you even imagine? Like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, like, or no, it'll cost you like 99 gold, right. but you can buy like 2,000 gold for 20 yeah, bucks. So yeah, you got to have that in-game what, currency, so you got to have some robo-dollars to throw your robot Hadoukens <laughs> And then you know you, play, you can buy ten thousand robo dollars for like you know, ten real dollars, <laughs> or you can wait you, pe- tw- you can wait twenty four hours and you get like ten robo dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just Actually, I just played this game for an hour. It was pretty good, but I gotta figure out rent yeah. now. <laughs> I'm broke, man. I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, like but I, I got my ring up. I know this started as a bit, but that actually kind of sounds like a an interesting idea for a fighting game where you have like a stamina bar or something. Like you can only do so many special moves within a match, yeah. so you have to like ration out your attacks. Just imagine a fighting game with a stamina bar for every kind of move. 
So, like, if, <laughs> if your dumbass just keeps on throwing, you know, fierce kicks into, like, a blocking opponent and you run out of kicks, then, like, you're just fucked. And eventually, you know, like, actually, shit, what happens if both characters run out of, run out of moves? I don't know. You know, then you buy more moves. That's how, that's how the microtransaction but, model works. Well, that's, if you want to stop playing no, yeah, the game, you got to buy the moves and win the fight. <laughs> You're on moves, and just like Pokemon, you struggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, and you call the game. Shaolin Kung Fu Master used Splash. Yeah. It's not very effective. <laughs> oh, God, they're just splashing each other now. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I uh, I can't see a game that's like, uh, like a free-to-play, but like, you know, microtransaction model working for the tournament scene. Like, what happens if you run out of, like, you know, robo-dollars in the middle of fucking Evo? Like, that's that'd be embarrassing. <laughs> that's, that's I feel like it's not as complex as, the, like, the, the fun version you guys created. Yeah. But, uh, it would be... It would be awesome if at Evo, like, next to their, like, control sticks was just, like, a swipe pad. So, like, in yeah. the middle, it's who can get to their wallet fast <laughs> enough. There's the game. <laughs> oh, my God. We're evil businessmen. <laughs> like, that's what we are right now. Yeah. I mean, we could uh, we could make it happen, It's man. like the Noah's Arcade guy from Wayne's World. Mm. But anyway, um, yeah, man, I, you know, I don't know. I, I like the tunes. They clearly put some work into the music for the game. But, uh... You know, the- yeah, so I think the whole shtick with this game was that you didn't have combos or to do moves, like you didn't have to do quarter circle punch. I believe you just hit buttons and things happen. Like it was pretty simple was the idea. How the fuck would that make it to a like tournament scene then? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good question. I'm not sure how that would actually work. Yeah. Okay, but anyway. I mean do Do I wanna start shit? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Do okay. It. You know what? I'm going to start shit. <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry. The uh, the previous line is you're pushing buttons. How would that make it to Evo? <clears throat> well, you know, Smash Brothers Melee makes it to Evo, and it's the worst one. Mm. Oh! Damn. Where's the hot take button? <laughs> hot take. He's right, though. Uh, Melee needs to die. Um, but oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, I uh, I don't know. This uh, this game seems like it could have been cool. You know, I like the kind of bland robot look. I mean, it's robots fighting each other, so I don't know. I feel like the stakes are low when it's robot fighting. Like, that's why BattleBots wasn't really cool until something like you know, or BattleBots was cool, but like it was the real world. It's real robots, and like you you saw the men behind them who had to like fucking repair them and shit. Like, you know. After you win a fight in this, do you get, like cut back to the guy that built the robot? Like, oh god damn! Like, I gotta, I gotta put that arm back on. What, you know, what was I thinking fighting that giant sumo robot? But, this isn't so much like real life robots fighting. It's more just like cartoon dudes that happen to be painted silver. It's like yeah, exactly. the Simpsons. Remember when Homer was a robot? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to remember the name from that terrible episode. It was, I think it was Kamamid <laughs> uh, oh, I thought uh, we were talking about the Halloween episode where Mr. Burns puts his brain into a giant robot to make the perfect worker, and that is just Robot Homer slacking off and eating donuts all day. No, that is the better episode. I was thinking of the one where Homer goes inside the battle bot and yeah, it's just Homer on a tricycle, <laughs> like getting cut with saw blades. But uh, that's from the not great seasons of The Simpsons. So anyway. Uh, Nanaka Crash is a really good Flash game. Um, I don't no, know how much it. time you... 
Damn it, Sean, you've gotten us off topic again. So, that Smash Brothers Direct. <laughs> There's no time. It's you know, we can't talk about the Smash Direct and Nanana Crash in the same you know in the same episode. Cause uh, actually I guess really because they oh, don't man, have anything to do with the theme of robots. Uh, you know, okay, we I'm need sorry. a I do have to interrupt because sticker um, of Nanaka Crash. I do have to briefly interrupt because uh, John Regan's dad is uh, threatening to tell my father I've been swearing. At which point, John Regan's mom says, "I quote: Throw all the f bombs you want." Smiley face. She's a good mom, man. To which my, to which to which my dad responded, Felicia, we have to be united as parents. Uh, okay, so <laughs> if you want some uh, John's parents' wackiness, you really should be watching the live show. This doesn't translate to excellent podcast content, <laughs> but <laughs> you really should show up and jump in the chat with Mr. and Mrs. Regan. They're fantastic people who can't seem to agree on whether or not we should be fucking cursing on the show. So... <laughs> You language. Know, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Did Mr. Regan just say language? <laughs> um, but yeah. So thank you, uh, thank you, Pooplos, for the uh, request there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting one. And I think we should move on from that to the next game. Johnny, what do we got? Game three.
So, the checkpoints in this game are referred to as UTDs. Despite the game's sci-fi setting, this does not stand for Universal Tracking Device, and instead stands for Ugly Twitching Dog. Poor puppers. supposed to be talking about David's game, but I'm enjoying the Johnny trivia in the chat. You really should watch the game that Tune Live show if, if yeah. John Regan Sr. is going to keep showing up and dropping knowledge on us like this. Yeah. Um, but I'm anyway, things. <laughs> no shit. Uh, so, David, I want to show you the answer that I prepared because I, I was so confident that you would pick this, and I've realized it's not this through the music. It's not that at all. No, so, but that is an excellent guess that I, I, I wrote oh, that damn, down. I should have used that. I wrote that down last week or la- two weeks ago after you picked the theme. I'm like, oh, he's gonna go plant a robot, robot. Like that's gotta be Dude, it. Ha- have the previous episodes not taught you anything? When you get overconfident and prepare in advance, it does not go well. Yeah, but I mean, come on, robots. Kirby playing a robot, robot. Like it just it made sense, but. I've realized now the, the error of my ways based on the tunes. So ah, this game, cool. you know, doing 131 episodes of the show is paying dividends. <laughs> so say some of those uh, should, should sound familiar and no shit. We've got ourselves an old fashioned game that tune hat trick. John, John and Jesse. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, you said it. We've got a hat trick, but why? John, John, and Jesse all have the correct answer of Mighty Switch Force. So he said hat trick, so I went for it. There it is. (laughs) All right, we've got a hat trick. 
Moving the game on, is clearly game. Hat Trick, the <laughs> robot hat-themed game that, uh, that David's been waiting to use for this show. Um, no, it's Mighty Switch Force! Exclamation point. Um, yeah, man, once I realized we had only used Mighty Switch Force 2 on the show and not the original Mighty Switch Force, it was like, oh yeah, that's, uh, damn it, I was hoping he'd pick Planet Robobobot, but, uh... Anyway, Mighty Switch you know, Force has a game with it's a game with robots. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, Planet Robobot never even occurred to me. It's like, you know, I chose this because I've been playing Mega Man 11. I don't really want to choose Mega Man 11. I'm gonna really hope that there's a fan request for Mega Man 11. Oh fuck, I've I haven't done Mighty nope. Switch Force. Mighty Switch Force is awesome. I should do Mighty Switch Force. Robobot never popped into my head. I think. That's amazing. I figured it would have because it's Kirby. Which is a shame. And it's Robobobots. And, you know, I figured you picked all your music today after the Smash Direct, in which Kirby was the only one that survived the fucking, uh, the, you know, the Smash Brothers uh, Thanos snap. And, uh, you know, <laughs> no, you, uh, you well, clearly... Well, it's not even a Thanos snap. It's more like a Master Hand shoot beams that disintegrate you. Yeah, exactly. You know, Master Hand spreads Master Ass, and uh, the fucking, the light beams just consume everything in sight. <laughs> so, um, Those glorious, glorious Master <laughs> Ass beams. Oh, God. You know the theme song that comes out when it when he spreads the Master Ass cheeks? It's just... I don't, but I'm glad you're gonna tell me. <laughs> just... Oh, it goes crazy. <laughs> Um, anyway, we're not talking Master S, we're talking Mighty Switch Force, which is... I don't is know, we could be talking Master S. More like, uh, Master, uh, Perky Boobies and, uh, and, like, Booty Butt Cheeks, the game. Um, uh, I'll let you um, go to it, I'm, David, because I'm not into this. <laughs> I'm not sure that's, like, what it is boiled down, but, Isn't um, it, though? Isn't is it? Is it, though? Yes. <laughs> think it is <laughs> so um you, you've yeah that's me right off with all that master ass talk yeah uh, you know exactly i'm talking about mighty switch force and its booty butt cheeks and you know you should have known better than to bring a way forward game back on this show david you know i think that's they're true, weird yeah. and sexist and they objectify women i don't have an opinion on this matter and i find it very odd that i have an opinion <laughs> on their games <laughs> like it's not something I feel strongly about. Apparently, it, it is. I don't. You're, I don't. Si you're sitting here like this is how I feel, and I don't feel strongly. I think that's yeah, the opposite of how you feel. Yeah, you're expending a lot of energy talking about how little you care. I know that's what's so weird about it. <laughs> like, I don't think about sexism in games, and when I played Mighty Switch Force, I'm like, now hold the phone. Like, that, you know, there's a lot of bouncing titties in that game, and <laughs> as far as I can tell from the credits, it's created by a lot of men. Like, this seems weird and objectifying, and David recommended this game. He wouldn't recommend me a game that objectifies women in such a way, now would he? More like my I call it old-fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a different well, time, 2011. You know, <laughs> the Mighty Switch Force pre-Me Too edition. Um... Oh, that's <laughs> that is a Pandora's box. I do not want to touch. <laughs> Bet you and didn't expect like, that. <laughs> and I feel like there there is kind of a like a legitimate debate uh, to be discussed here. I also don't think that we are in a position to have that right now. David, um, I'm just about to open my fifth beer. I'll get back to you on that debate. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, that's exactly what I mean. It's like, you know, there is a good discussion here. Now is not the time. <laughs> Hold on, let me Hulk smash my way through this wall of tall boy cans I've created to have a discussion. A very nuanced discussion about <laughs> objectification of women in games. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, apart from the main character, um, who is a robot, and Sexy. how it fits into the theme, uh, this game's actually pretty cool. Um, it's kind of a... John, stop laughing. God damn it. Um, so it's like a weird... All of the... <laughs> I'm just... I'm looking over, and I'm seeing so you losing it. And I'm trying to keep it together, man. <laughs> Can you uh, buy like I, different I, bathing suits I, and stuff? I'm losing. I'm losing right now over my dad in the that, chat. That's all. All I did was glance at the chat and it just mystery and saying, "What the hell, David?" <laughs> <laughs> With no See, frame I'm, of reference. So say I'm in that Discord and for some reason, like all of the Facebook stuff is coming in super yeah. late, so I haven't gotten it. <sighs> so the point that I'm trying to get to, maybe we need to have this nuanced discussion. I don't know. Oh shit. The game itself is an enjoyable game. Yeah. It's a fun little puzzle platformer. Uh, all of the Mighty games, because um, there's Mighty Flip Champs, Mighty Milky Way, and then Mighty Switch Force. They're yeah. all kind of like loosely connected puzzle-type platforming games. Yummy. But this one leans a little bit more on the action side. Uh, you're actually, you have a gun, you're a cop, you're but you're a sci-fi robot cop, so you have like a laser gun. So you're fighting enemies while also swapping blocks in and out of the foreground and background, and that's how you kind of, like, find the right platforms, and it builds the puzzle element that way. And it's just, it's a fun little game. It has a really cool soundtrack. Jake Kaufman, again, nails it out of the park. It's an enjoyable title. Word. I hear that. Um, I, if, as I remember it, I played it on the Wii U and uh, my main objections to the game, uh, weird sexism discussion notwithstanding, were the uh, sound effects. Every time you did anything, there was a very loud, very high-pitched, like, uh, female voice sound. I, I believe she said, yummy. Like, just... And that's when you collect a health, po uh, health power-up. Okay, yeah. It, it was, like, startlingly shrill. And, you know, I don't want to be accused of sexism for that, but, like, I had to, like, turn the game way down. So I didn't get to enjoy much of the soundtrack because it was just like, wow, that, you know, that seems like a, like a sound balancing issue or something. Like, that's really fucking annoying. But, like, the game's fun. You're right. Like, I like the mechanics. I mean, it's a fun, simple little, like, platform game with some depth. But it's like, oh no, I can't play much more of that. Like, mm -mm. I mean... <laughs> You heard it here first. According to John Harrington, you know, women are good as long as they keep their mouth shut. No, just tone it down. Just, you know, hit that little volume slider down. And, uh, you know, just if, if, it should, if she had been like, you know, deep voice like Barry White, like, yummy, I would have been all about it. Like, if this, uh, if, you know, if that robot cop had a really deep voice, that would have done something for me. Uh, so really, it, it should have been like the the cute little female robot cop, as voiced by Peter Weller. Yes, from RoboCop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stop in the name of the law. <laughs> uh, that would you know? Ooh, yeah. That would have uh, I I would have been able to work with that, like, because I can deal with like cognitive dissonance. Like, okay, it's Peter Weller, but it's a bouncing titty robot. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> but, like, it's uh, you know, hell on these old ears to hear the sound effects from this game. Don't 
even bounce that much. <laughs> <laughs> God. Sorry, I must be fucking. I must be really linking this with Shantae. Like, you know, it's. Okay, that they do bounce, but she's a belly dancer, so it kind of makes sense. I guess. <laughs> it's just. For her belly, maybe. Well, I mean, she's not she, a you know, if dancer. she could just shake her belly independently of her boobs, boom, there's no problem. Because, you know, I can do a jiggly belly, but, you know, the, it, like, they just seem like they lovingly animated the boobs bouncing, and it just weirded me out. I couldn't play the yeah, game in what? front of my wife. She was just like, you know. This is a really nice looking game, but like, what are you doing playing it? I'm like, I don't know. I I thought it was a fun platforming game, and it just happens to be about a really sexy, perky woman. Like, it's. uh... I'd be playing Shantae on my 3DS, Daniel would come in the room, and I would quickly shut it. She'd be like, What are you doing? I'm like, Nothing, just looking at porn. (laughs) Wiping the history. (laughs) How do you clear the history on your 3DS? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Um. Yeah, no. Anybody else want to pile on to me while we're at it? You know, <laughs> just keep it coming. I love it. It never gets old. Hey, this has nothing to do with you. You haven't been staunchly defending Way Forward and their progressive values towards women for years. Uh, you know, we're just discussing bouncing titty character models and how Way Forward to you know tends to include them in their games. That's that's it. Um, and again, I didn't want to have this deliciously subtle, nuanced conversation. <laughs> I really wish I had more, more to like, say about the game. The game's so simple that there's not much to say about it. <laughs> um, so, what is your reward for completing? Um, what's your reward for completing a level in this game, David? What happens when you complete each level? Uh, as you complete each level, you climb into your partner robot, who is also a robot, who is also a vehicle, uh, who flies you into the next area, and then you're given a brief like cutscene. What is the cutscene? Not so, not not so much a cutscene. It's um, <laughs> it's more just like a standalone image as opposed to an animated cutscene. And there are several of them, including the two of them inspecting uh, a large alien goop monster who eventually serves as the final boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, them relaxing after a hard day of serving justice yes. and capturing criminals. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. You of- did mention um. You did mention one thing that I wanted to bring up that I really enjoyed about the uh, Wii U version, because this got an HD version. uh, It was originally a 3DS game, and then an HD version on the Wii U. And there is an unlockable skin um, for the main character in the Wii U version, which they call Pixel Patty, and it's literally the 3DS sprite just slightly scaled up. So it's a really, like, shittily, horribly resed pixelated version of the main character That's which cool. I thought was a really funny addition yeah um, yeah and I think that's uh, that's a nice inclusion man for the HD edition yeah it was funny they called it like hyperdrive edition I was like hey wait that may- that's HD that's cute nice job way forward um, I don't know it, it, it's a it's a fun game and I, I really am not gonna try and keep on hammering you on the on the weirdness of way forward um, uh, you know, is, is there anything else, David, that you wanted to say about my Switch Force before uh, possibly moving on to the next game? Is it on mm-hmm. the Switch? Because, quite frankly, that markets itself. To be honest, I'm not sure. I know they spent a lot of time porting um, Shantae, Half Genie, Hero, and Pirates Curse over. They may have done this. If not, they might be working on it. Because there was Mighty Switch Force, there was Mighty Switch Force 2, and then there was Mighty Switch... 
Academy, I think, which was like a prequel where she's in the Police Academy. Mm. But I think that one was Steam exclusive. Mm. I don't okay, know if it's gotten a console not. port. I, um, I like uh, I like a prequel. That's uh, you know that's interesting territory. Because yeah, I remember you said it was it was cops and then firefighters and then it was supposed to be maybe like some other like EMTs or something. But they went back to the academy. Uh, I'm sure there. Which I think is weird because like the the mighty series like it's all this kind of like loosely connected. They're all sort of similar but not really and everything. And then they made this one and it really kind of took off. So like fuck it, let's just keep doing this again. I like it. Um, yeah, you know, I think they should bring it back because yeah, I, maybe that's what's skewing my opinion. Is that you know, way forward lately, besides making like you know Ducktales remastered and stuff like that, seems pretty keyed in on uh, Shantae, and you know that is a game of very perky women, and you know very just you know I don't know very revealing clothes that and that's what's gotten my like sexism sensor just like going off it's like this is men making a game objectifying women even if the women are strong female characters there's something weird about men making games with women in this sexy of attire you know. I don't know man John maybe and you're then, just kind and of then, a prude <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that I am <laughs> more like and way you sit backward. there and play like Tekken and Soul Calibur and, like, have no problems with those outfits. I don't play the women in those games. I play as King. Hmm. <laughs> like, he's a jaguar man. There's nothing objectifying the about him. So you, only ha- so you only have a problem when you're forced to play a woman. I think that's it. Yeah, I, I can't be playing a very sexy woman. <laughs> oh, no, that's that presents a problem. <laughs> What kind of problem? Like, does it confuse you? It, yeah, it, <laughs> it raises some questions. <laughs> uh, I, I long for the day that um, John comes onto the show in a belly dancer outfit. Oh man, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna really, uh, it's gonna happen in a big way. You know, if anybody, if I actually get good with like a female fighting game character, it's gonna really fuck with my head severely. Like, yeah, you, know, you can check my Smash I stats. Should, um... I don't even play as Peach, man. I just can't do it. <laughs> like. I, I think you should pick up Street Fighter 3 and main Elena. That's what I think you should do. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know, man. This uh, this uh, this new nuanced uh, sexism discussion will continue in our bonus podcast. Uh, Game That Tomb presents a nuanced sexism discussion. <laughs> that's our next Patreon exclusive after we get <laughs> everything else going. <laughs> I also I love the idea that that's the title of the podcast, regardless of topic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Came that to nuanced sexism discussion, and here we're talking, but here to talk about the new Smash Brothers Direct. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really just going to be like an hour of us riffing, but that's going to be the title to try and try and really draw in that crowd. Like, oh yeah. man, these video game experts appear to be having a nuanced sexism discussion. <laughs> Why are they whoa, talking whoa, about whoa, eating a whoa. giant ass? <laughs> like, whoa, 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 whoa. Experts? Hey. Yeah. And <laughs> who says and we're not? They're very upset <laughs> when they listen, and it's not what that they think it is. Yeah, you know. All they're, all they're doing is comparing it to, you know, comparing sexism to, like, wrestling and <laughs> bringing up, you know, <laughs> bringing up Smash Brothers character ideas, and I haven't heard one discussion of nuanced sexism. But, uh,. Yeah, so look forward to that. Uh, Patreon.com slash GameNightTune. We have opinions on <laughs> things, and they're not uh, controversial or confusing in any way. It's going to be fantastic. Um, but anyway, David, anything else? 
I got nothing. All right, cool. I'm going to take John Regan Sr.'s advice and get over my hang-ups and start playing as women. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to game five, and uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see, uh, see how this goes. That's going to be hard to do because we're moving on to game four. Fuck, are we still Man, that early oh. in the show? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I like how more than halfway through is early. <laughs> feels so late. Game four.
Alright, so uh, this game uh, pays homage to the Super Robot anime series of the 70s and the 80s. And also, um, all the art was created or designed by uh, the character designer of Cowboy Bebop, which is a fairly popular anime. Indeed. So how you guys feeling? Okay. Pretty good. So yeah, this game has robots in it. What? Oh, <laughs> shit. Let me change my answer. I forgot what the theme was. <laughs> oh, I've really let this night get away from me. All right, we got uh, David with police knots. More <laughs> like police knots. That is, that is incorrect. <laughs> Johnny, what do you got, man? Hold on, hold on. Oh boy, he's oh, trying a robot dick. Oh, I yeah. tried to draw a slot machine with dicks. Oh, <laughs> slot machines. Uh, that's incorrect. And uh, rad. Uh, do you know what that stands for? I believe that is uh, robot something drive robot. Um, alchemic. Robot alchemic drive. Yes. That is correct. Yeah. Rad. So, have you played this game? Fuck no. <laughs> um, but it had robots in it, and so I googled robot games, and it was on down the list, and it was published by Enix. So, uh, you know, I just put the, you know, two and two together. I was like, Jesse, Enix, robots, it all adds up. Um, anyone else play it? Johnny, I know you probably played it. <laughs> I have not. 
Oh, oh wow. Sucked, well, Johnny, based on the name, give us um, uh, give us your opinions of it. Well, first of all, real quick, David, have you played it? <laughs> I have not heard of this game, so whoa, no, wow, not. okay, not even heard. Well, that's not that's not, I guess, too out of the question. No, kind of Jesse, this is the most popular game of all time, and quite frankly, <laughs> David's outside the zeitgeist on this one. Uh, we, oh, so okay. we all talk about rad on a regular basis. <laughs> I assume it's a game where you play as a robot trying to turn lead robots into gold robots. Is that what this is about? You're close. He's he's very close. Um, oh, it's actually about these uh, aliens drop a bunch of like giant like robot monsters onto the planet, and they start wrecking you know shop. And so the one dude, the main character, he has like a big giant radio controlled robot. And so the the interesting thing is like. You pilot the robot, but you pilot the robot as the dude. So, like, you're not... You never see the view, like, from inside the cockpit or as the robot. You have to go and, like, find somewhere in the city where you can see the robot and be able to control him with the control. It's it's interesting. It's, it's like a weird thing that... I don't know. I, I feel like it should be... Some, like, a new game should take it, you know... Or maybe like a, some kind of remake or something, because it's a it's a fascinating idea to you know control a giant robot but be like a dude like on top of a building, um, you know watching the whole thing. And you gotta you know make sure that you stay in range so you can see what's going on and and hopefully the giant robot you're fighting won't attack the building you're on, you know, because that'll that suck. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's an interesting thing. You never think um, about like planes. John, there's some kind of weird problem going on with your audio where you sound like robot-y. Cool. Good, that's man. Thematic. I was worried it was just me. I'm going to close all my windows and restart. All right. Lovely. So, like, I've seen where you could, like, ride on the robot's back or, like, on the shoulders and control the robot to get a good view. But if the, uh, the enemy robot, like, attacks you, like, with a missile or something... They could fuck your robot and you up, and that's just, you know, a bad time. So, you gotta be careful. No, that sounds awesome, though. Yeah, it's a pretty neat game. You know, the controls were just a little bit wonky because, like, I believe you had to control, like, the arms and legs interdependently. Hmm. Like, it was very, like, simulation-ish heavy. Like, they really got the sense of you were had this radio-controlled giant robot. It was interesting. It was an, an NX game. These NX used to make a lot of weird games. Yes, they did. I mean, they made that weird Evo game, the uh, the Search for Eden. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which would have been pretty dope quests. if it had some robots in it, but it was, uh, it was weird enough without the robots. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, why, you know, it's strange. Why did NX merge with Square? Like, Square was like, you know, super RPG company, and then NX was like, hey, how about weird? Well, <laughs> didn't, didn't NX do Dragon Quest? Yeah, they did Dragon Quest. So maybe that's what they it was. Star like. Ocean. They did uh, Illusion of Gaia, which, uh, frankly, they should have continued to do. Act I don't know why they did. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. man. They should have kept going. And all those games would have been pretty dope with more robots. Robotrek. 
just imagine like act razor robots you know you're a, you're a god and you send your your consciousness down into a robot and then you build people some cities that's a dope fucking game they, they, you know, a loop. Mm. they published the PlayStation and Sega Saturn version of Riven for Johnny who likes Ooh, PC Riven the sequel to Mist that's right how long <gasps> have you played Riven what's that how much have you played Riven? Zero. Oh. Have you ever played Mist? Barely. Oh. What? Barely? I, those puzzles are fucking hard. I couldn't figure any of them out. I had to go to GameFAQs <laughs> and just look up, like, how do you beat the game? And <laughs> yeah, they just weren't weren't particularly rad. There, you know, there weren't enough hedgehogs running around. <laughs> I got tired of Mist. I don't know. What, like, I went there. I, I got into, onto the island. I looked around. I said, where are the rings? <laughs> There's no rings to collect? Makes sense. Yeah, you know, what am I collecting? Solving puzzles? Mm-mm. Anyway, um, I'm assuming you guys had a full and rich uh, discussion of uh, Rad while I was gone. So Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Good. It was wonderful. Then somebody else do the, the usual me thing and ask if there's anything else about this All game. Hey, right, guys. Is there anything else we want to say about <laughs> Robot Alchemic Drive? Or should we I'm move good. on to the next I think game? We, I think we pretty much covered it all. All right. Here we go. Game Fuck yeah. five. So good. guys the north american box art for this game is widely considered to be one of the worst box arts ever created
All right. Let's see your right answers. All hmm. right. Jesse has his up. David has his up. Come on, John. Everybody says Mega Man, and that is a hat trick. This is Mega Man 1 for the NES. That's awesome. That last song threw you for a loop, I feel like, because it sounds like the intro to Mega Man 2 at first. It does. For a second there, it did. <laughs> I thought you fucked this up. <laughs> I thought for sure you fucked this up. <laughs> that's because they, they remixed it to, to show, like, continuity. Like, that's where right. the intro for Mega Man 2 comes from. It's the ending of Mega Man 1. Yeah. Which we were all aware of at the time. Most of us never beat Mega Man 1, I think, is the problem here. (laughs) Yes. There's a hitch in that logic. Um, (laughs) Because, yeah. uh, I'm not saying Mega Man 1 sucks, because it doesn't suck. But it is old and hard. And... (laughs) I believe the polite way is to say it hasn't stood the test of time well. Not as well as other entries in the series. And, you know, when that when that started playing, I'm like, wait, is this the intro music? Mega, Mega Man 1 doesn't even have an intro. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, Johnny, did you do? And then it changed. It didn't go into the tallest building music. I'm like, okay, it must be the ending then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, there it is. I, I love that you selected Mega Man and you didn't play a single stage theme of uh, like one of the boss characters. Like nope. you, know, <laughs> you, you chose none of the, the robot themes. The theme is robots. You chose no robots. You you went Mega Man no robots. It's a <laughs> it's a bold well, path. Well, I when you point I kind of feel like that. I kind of feel like John did that to um, make up for Super Mario Brothers Two. Where it's like I'm gonna play some of the more obscure songs and then play the super obvious one. He's like, no, fuck it, I'm not playing the obvious one. You right. have to guess. Yeah, no. I, see, I figured if Johnny is gonna do something like pick Mega Man, Johnny's gonna play Cut Man, <laughs> Elect Man, <laughs> and then a third song to be named later like he he would have just chosen the most iconic music from said game but uh no i'm surprised man johnny i thought didn't david leave you a note after the last episode saying mega man 11 what i thought that said one Fuck. shit did i misread that oh, oh man doing that bit again <laughs> and i, I can't like believe he was, he was holding the note with his thumb over one of the ones yeah oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh look there, there. hold on it does say 11. There's, there's more on this note. It says Mega Man 11, not Mega Man See, I 1. Was, oh. I was looking at this, and I saw Mega Man II, and I thought, that doesn't make sense. He must just mean the first one. Exactly. Mm. Which, it, it definitely, I, I. on the box, said Mega Man 1 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> they were very forward-thinking. Oh. Yeah. There's the picture of that chunky man holding that gun. <laughs> you know... Chunky Man with a Gun, Mega Man 1. That was the game. <laughs> He's and definitely going to see What a game. <laughs> God, can you imagine the... Like, that's actually a really funny idea, is to call your game, like, such and such 1, yeah. presuming that you're going to get a sequel. <laughs> like, well, they I did that, that with, um... Ball um, God, what was the... the well played. Doug. 
they made a movie on Doug, and it was called Doug's First Movie. Like, that's <laughs> presumptuous. God, they should really re-release that as Doug's Only Movie. <laughs> That'd be so good. Doug's Last Movie. Yeah. Doug's First, Last, and Only Movie. Yeah. Does he tell Patty Mayonnaise how he really feels? I don't know. Nobody no. saw it. <laughs> oh, God damn. Um, yeah, so... Mega Man 1, Mega Man's first game. Um, it's the only one with the score system. God, yeah, the points. Yeah, you can collect points. What was the point of the points? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so you could brag to your friends, oh, I got 7,000 on Cup Man. Exactly, yeah, I got the 50,000 for clearing Bomb Man. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, I got 50,000 for clearing Bomb Man too. There's no variation in these points. <laughs> like, yeah. All I the bosses that, like, have anytime... set values. <laughs> Anytime that, like, people talk about the first Mega Man, it's not about, like, what it did. It's about, like, or it's... How, what's How the best way to phrase to this? the other Mega Man game. It's, like, it's, it's about, like, what it doesn't do compared to the rest. You like, can't slide. Oh, yeah. right. You can't slide. You, um, there's no you shield weapon. Gun. There's no Wily Castle. Like, mm-hmm. you have to refight the bosses kind of, like, you fight two of them, and then you go to another room and fight four of them. Like... Yep. There's, there's a point system. There's that yeah. fucking yellow devil. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. And See, I, I never no. had a problem with the yellow devil because I knew the pause trick, so... Yeah, see, I did not know the pause trick, so I had to do the old pattern memorization, which didn't work out for young me. <laughs> um, at I all. Just, I, I'm looking at this box art. Could you imagine waking up a Christmas to this box art? <laughs> Yeah, imagine, like, in a world where you don't know who Mega Man is, you open that game up, it's like, now what did I get? <laughs> Damn it, Mom, I wanted RC Pro-Am. Yeah, you you got a retired football player with a gun. <laughs> like, it's OJ Simpson. <laughs> you got OJ Simpson wearing yellow and blue, and he's holding people up with a fucking pistol, like... In the future, my memorabilia. And there's a the skull st- in the background. I love the story of this is that they did they just didn't tell the artists anything about the game. <laughs> like, well, I love the, the story is just, that like they never told the artist, and they also gave him like whoever was in charge of the marketing and everything. Apparently, they gave him like three days to do it. So he went to a friend of his, and the guy did it in like six hours. That's so like it was cool. definitely a rush job. I'd yeah, I it. assumed it was a one-hour deadline. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going into a meeting. I need this immediately. Could you sketch something up real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Mega Man. That's and, all I got. And I, I love the what? legacy of like fat, weird Mega Man. Like I, I it's it, it really is unfortunate because Capcom every now and then can get like really fun and like you know like reflect back on their games but they seem to choose the wrong time to do it like when street fighter cross tekken came out and they had just they had just announced that like mega man you know uh universe wasn't happening and like they were firing the fucking creator of mega man from the you know from capcom it's like okay well that sucks and then street fighter cross tekken comes out and they've got like fucking mega man one box art mega man as a playable character it's like you know if you hadn't just fucked the whole series up, this would have been the funniest thing anybody had ever seen. <laughs> but now it's the biggest slap in the face that anyone's ever seen. Like, it's so funny 
and it's so cool that they included that, but it was the most poorly timed inclusion of all time. Like, it's, you know, they should have gone back like everybody had to do to their movies after 9-11 and edit the Twin Towers out of them. Like, no, you just canceled Mega Man. You gotta get that fat Mega Man out of the game. Like, you're gonna insult a bunch of people. Get him out of there. <laughs> like, Although I love that they still, like, like you said, they still keep referencing it. Like, when they came out with Mega Man 9, they released, like, a box art that was, like, in the very <laughs> shitty, awful, yeah. like, version. Uh, where he's the... got, like, the giant plasma cannon arm, but he's still holding the pistol in the other hand. <laughs> I gotta pump some brakes here. You can't compare Fat Mega Man to 9-11, Sean. <laughs> can't I, though? <laughs> yeah. I, that's kind of... <laughs> it's just a little taste of internet hyperbole. I'm just saying, like, what other, uh, like, major cultural event can you cite that caused someone to have to delete and, and, and like, modify a bunch of culture, like, pop culture stuff? You know, it's 9-11, and it's the cancellation of Mega Man Universe. That's it. Like... <laughs> Is, is it a taste of internet hyperbole, or is it just tasteless? Yeah. It's, uh, it's just dipping that toe in those tasteless waters. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not swimming in the river of tastelessness, but I'm just giving you a little, little, uh, little dash aren't, of it. Aren't you? <laughs> it sounds I'm like you are. I'm sprinkling a little tasteless on that sandwich, man. I don't want to put too much tasteless on that sandwich, because you know what happens. The sandwich doesn't taste very good after that. No, John, John, John just dove right into the Amazon of tastelessness. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you say so, man. I'm just saying that I'm not comparing Mega Man Universe's cancellation to 9-11 at all, except in having to edit future, like, pop culture. That's it. I'm just, John you know. Jay has pointed out that this is a great episode title. <laughs> It's in there somewhere. I like, I like how you sit there and yeah, says, like, I'm not trying to compare, you know, Mega Man universe cancellation to 9-11. I'm just saying, and then lead into a direct <laughs> comparison. It's j There's only so. one comparison, and it's having to possibly edit later pop like later things like you know so, spider-man famously had the trailer in which he fucking strings the helicopter up in between the twin towers that didn't play very well in 2002 fucking no. <laughs> fat mega man was really a fun and silly inclusion until capcom committed their own 9-11 and canceled Mega Man Universe. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the things oh that Mega God. Man 1 got right? <laughs> the things um, that Mega Man 1 got right were the basics of Mega selection. Man. Bombs, fire, ice, guts, <laughs> cuts, thunder, and of course, Alec. And, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> beating, beating an enemy and gaining their power? Yeah, that's cool. Um, stage select. Yes. Um, um, strengths and weaknesses with the the bosses. Yep. Finding a hidden item because you could get the uh, the magnet beam. Right. Mm. Man, yeah, it got so much right. It really did. The different levels were all like the levels themselves were their own characters in a mm. way. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I mean it's uh. 
it's not aged well. Like, there was a time where, uh, where I was planning on doing, like, a big, like, Mega Man mixtape, and I was trying to, like, rank all the songs from the, like, the Mega Man series. And I don't know what it is about the soundtrack to the first Mega Man, but I feel like it's, it's got its iconic jams, but I feel like they don't hold up as well as future jams from, uh, from the Mega Man series. So, like, it's got some good jams. And it's got some good bosses, but, like... I don't know, I feel like Mega Man just kept on going and going and going in ridiculous, like, directions, and great directions, and the first one was just, it was like, it's rudimentary Mega Man, it's just the first, so it, like, it can't possibly stack up to the other ones, like, you only had six bosses, there's some basic bitches, and then, uh, you know, the, the future Mega Man games just kind of really, like, hit it out of the park, so, like, it laid yeah. the framework, it laid a good framework, you know, but, uh... The, uh, the future games just greatly surpassed it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man, like, starting at Mega Man 2, Mega Man 2, like, still had disappointing box art compared to later Mega Man games, but disappointing in a different way. Love Mega Man 2's box art. Yeah, so Mega yeah, Man 2's box cool. art has, like, these tall, slender guys, like, shooting at each other, and the reality is, like, no, you're playing these, like, short, stocky, you know, dudes. Yeah, no one's and, ever that tall in an NES game. Like, how yeah. would you make them that tall? Like, you know, the <laughs> yeah, sprites can't be that have, big. You don't have that many pixels. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Mega Man 3, I think that's where they finally made the box art like the cartoonish Mega Man. Oh, but yeah. yeah. Mega, Man, Mega Man 2, disappointing, but in a different way. Mega Man 1, like... Mega Man 1's box art really undersells the game. <laughs> like it's That's more upsetting. <laughs> yeah. No, it really does no favors to the game. It really, it's fascinating that Mega Man, as a series, survived that box art. <laughs> like, that's the real miracle of the whole series. Like, the game's fine. It's not excellent. It was far surpassed by its sequels. It's amazing that it got those fucking sequels. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, it does seem like it's one of those things where, like, the game as itself is good, and it's the type of, type of thing that lives or dies by its advertisement. Yeah. And this advertisement yeah. did not do it any favors. Right. I could see where you would see, like, about it in a magazine, and then go buy it, and you'd see the box and be like, wait, is this the thing that I wanted to buy? And you flip it over, and you're like, well, those screenshots look like the thing, but the <laughs> yeah. front sure is... I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. The first time I saw that box art, I was convinced that, like, so you just made that up. Like, that's not it. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's it's a bit of kitsch. Real. It's not, that can't possibly be the real thing. Like, like yeah. no, your kid just do this and you, you photoshopped it into a box art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I love that, Johnny, your only frame of reference for talking about this game is through the box art. Have you actually <laughs> played Mega Man 1? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Mostly I focused on the art, though. Yeah, have you seen it? How can you get past it? <laughs> oh, I have. It's, you know, it's delicious. But, uh, yeah, sometimes you gotta take the game out of the box and power through it and get to the actual game itself. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, no. But, uh... But, yeah, no, it's a great game, I think. It, it you know... No, it's not. It, <laughs> it's a solid <laughs> game. It's fine. <laughs> it's a fine game. Um, it's, uh... You know, it managed to kickstart the whole series, and what a great series. I mean, uh, except 7. I, I didn't care for Mega Man 7, or 8, to be honest. But yeah. uh, all the others, great. Right. 8-bit Mega Man games, generally great. Yeah. Um, you know, that's... Even uh, 6. Even 6 was great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll defend 6. 6 is good. I'll, I'll, you know what, I'll stretch my neck out for 7. 8, though, I... 
eight didn't do it for me. Yeah. Who, who who on earth played eight in its original release? I mean, seriously, did you play the Sega Saturn version or the PlayStation version? No, nobody bought yes. those systems. <laughs> on my Sega, on my four Sega Saturns. Exactly. <laughs> no, nobody bought an original PlayStation. No. <laughs> they just announced that new PlayStation Classic lineup. I don't see Mega Man Eight on there, so uh, fuck it. Um, There's a lot of things I don't see on that lineup. Exactly. It's a it's a very odd lineup. The lack of Mega Man 8 is the least confusing thing about that lineup. But, uh, yeah, man, no, it, it's nah. it's amazing the Mega Man series survived this fucking game. Like, it, you know, the game, like I said, fun, fine, but, uh, not a strong start. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh... You know, I, I wish they would bring this it's, trend back. Like, box art that indicates nothing about the true game would be a very... Like, just imagine, like, the new Smash Brothers game if, like, they just, like, Mega Man won the box art and, like, had all the characters doing something slightly wrong. <laughs> like, it'd be I think you could, I, would, I would love a new... The new Smash Brothers box art, if it was literally just like Mario posing like box art Mega Man, but he's drawn to resemble Bob Hoskins. <laughs> oh, dude. Actually, yeah, I would okay, love it. so the new I would Smash love it Brothers it. comes out and every character is in the Mega Man 1 box art pose and made to resemble something slightly resembling the real world, and in the background there's like maybe the logo. Other than that, no, that's, you know, just and every character. Every character uh -huh. has a gun. Every character's a little fat. <laughs> no, new Smash Bros. comes out. The box art is just the poster for the Super Mario Bros. movie. No alterations. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> but I, I think you could draw a comparison here between Mega Man 1 and the first season of Parks and Recreation. It's yeah. one that most people tell you to skip it. It lays some groundwork. It's okay, you know. Mm -hmm. but, and there's uh, only like six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is that asshole Mark the Yellow Devil? Oh man, yeah. Oh, you know, should Mark we do a, like a Mega Man Parks and Parks and Rec like deep dive real quick? <laughs> like, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that Ron Swanson is guts man. Oh yes. <laughs> um, April Cut Man. She, uh, you know, very uh, very cutting. Uh, you know. Oh shit! This is uh, this is complicated. Tom Alec man, um, Jerry yeah. Bomb man. Oh yeah, because he's oh he's yeah. so fucking oh, easy. God. Um, oh Tom would be uh, Ice man because he's so chill. That's yeah. It's he's either electrifying or he's chill. I can't decide which one. Yeah. Um, and you know, wait, which one's worse, Alec man or Ice man? Because whichever one's worse, that's that's Mark. Um. <laughs> And then you know you got a uh, you got Ann Perkins. Uh, I don't know where she Fire fits Man? into this. Yeah, Fireman. Fire she's so hot. <laughs> yeah, she's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's, there we go. It's a real smoke show. <laughs> so th there you have it. That's the uh, that's the Parks and Rec season one slash Mega Man one draft that we just came up with. Um, so obviously Leslie is Mega Man. Oh yeah, no question. You know, oh, duh. Relentlessly positive. Just keeps pushing forward. And uh, you know, uses everyone's uh, everyone's abilities uh, to enhance her own strengths. It it makes perfect sense. Um, and I guess there's no Doctor Wily in season one of Parks and Rec, so I yeah I don't know. This uh, this is getting out of control. Um, Johnny, is there anything else on Mega Man One 
before we uh, head over to the calculating computer. Game that tune's most famous robot, the calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers, beeps, boops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. No way. That's just fantastic. Thank you for throwing me that bone since uh, since at one point I turned into a robot and had to leave the show. That was uh, <laughs> that was a weird moment for everybody. Um, cool, man. Um, what a game. What an episode. Uh, I'm so glad we're back. It's, uh, you know, we gotta stop taking breaks like this. John, can you stop having things happen on Wednesdays, please? Uh, I, I try. I really do try. Like, you know, tell work if they schedule a conference on Wednesday, like, you're just not going. Uh, <laughs> like, you you told them that you do a podcast, right? I and did, game I that did. Turn. Right? Did you make sure to spell the website right? Maybe they went to another <laughs> podcast. And frankly, you went to Vegas, and we didn't do a special episode of Game That Tune featuring a bunch of prostitutes, and that feels like a missed <laughs> opportunity, quite frankly. Like, you just called up a bunch of women, <laughs> and then fucking... Like, and asked them to guess video games. Yeah, exactly. I, I, like... <laughs> Brought your mixer with it. <laughs> I learned that's actually illegal prostitution in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's within the city limits of Las Vegas, but the state of Nevada, it's legal. Yeah. So, I mean, as long as you weren't trying to fuck them, John, which you shouldn't have been, you should have been invited <laughs> yeah. them over for a video game music guessing game show. Yeah, what the fuck, John? <laughs> I just kind of want to go back to Jesse's point about misspelling the website name, and now I'm imagining a separate podcast called Game That Tube. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I get autocorrected to that all the time. Um, anyway, yeah, so uh, it, it's great to be back. And I've been thinking of a theme in preparation for being back. Uh, it's uh, it's November now. Fucking crazy that we're heading towards the end of the year. But uh, I love November. It's cool outside. Uh, there's all kinds of fun stuff happening around Tallahassee. It's getting dark earlier. And then, for some reason, thanks to Daylight Savings Time, it gets dark even earlier, because we have to fall back. So, next week on Game That Tune, we're going to fall back. We're going to do prequels. Uh, games that take place earlier in the timeline than a previous game in the series, in case you needed a prequel to find. Uh, we're doing prequels. We're doing a little time travel on next week's Game That Tune. So we're falling back into uh, into some fun stories and some fun games with uh, like younger versions of characters and stuff. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, it's going to be great. I know, you no, know I... Jo Johnny's got tons of Sonic prequels up his sleeve. Oh, I've made so many Sonic prequels. <laughs> <laughs> so many fan games. <laughs> They're the best games. I've never understood the whole spring forward fallback thing because to me, you know, it sounds just as like it makes just as much sense to say spring back, fall forward. Like you can fall <laughs> forward, you can spring back. Like <laughs> I mean, How's you know, fall, fall back makes sense. It's like a trust fall, except when you trust the fall and you fall back, then it gets dark at like five o'clock and it fucking sucks. So it's like yeah. a twisted or you can version fall of forward that. in the fall. Yeah, and into the darkness. Then, then you fall. Yeah, you fall flat on your face, and you wake up. Yeah, and then, uh, you, know, and then you can spring dark. back in the more daylight, right? Like it doesn't make any sense. No, 
you're right, John. Daylight savings time doesn't make any fucking sense. We need to get rid of it. But until we do, I'm using it as uh, the basis for a prequel-based theme for the next well, episode. So this uh, year, this year, Florida didn't try to get rid of it. They tried to stay in it forever. God damn it! I'm so tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> Did that pass? We should have passed it. I don't care. We passed it. But Congress said no. <laughs> God damn it. I just want to not have to change my clocks this weekend. That's all I want. That's all I want. But yeah. anyway. So stupid. Yeah. Uh, people are stupid. So uh, thank you very much, uh, speaking of stupid people, for uh, watching along live with us. Uh, you know, we're not usually live on Thursdays. We're live on Wednesdays. Uh, and you should hang out with us every Wednesday, live, 9 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash gamethattune, youtube.com slash gamethattune, facebook.com slash gamethattune. Join us in our Discord channel for some fantastic chat. You can hang out and you can talk with John Regan's dad. It's just the best thing you can possibly do on a Wednesday night. So thank you for everybody who is live with us, uh, you know, whenever we do game that tune. Thank you to everybody listening in podcast form. We come out Wednesday mornings. We're in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Um, thanks to everybody that goes over to patreon.com slash game that tune and checks us out. We got a lot of fun stuff going on over at patreon.com slash game that tune. We got, uh, mixtapes. We just released a spooky Halloween themed mixtapes. Sometimes we do GTT gems, even though we're a couple of months behind on that, but we got some fun stuff in the works. We got awesome video game movie commentaries coming up. We're going to do live streaming. We're going to be doing a commentary of the Super Mario Brothers movie, and uh, we'll release it as a commentary track for you to, I don't know, I guess download and listen to as a podcast while you watch the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's the first of many video game movie commentaries that we're going to be doing thanks to patreon.com slash game that tune. So head over there, throw us a couple of bucks. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Helps us keep the lights on. Uh, special thanks to our super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger and Lance Revere. You guys are fantastic. And uh, we appreciate the support for the show. Thank you to our uh, requester tonight, Carlos. He hit us with his request in our Discord channel. But you can also hit us with requests, gamethattune at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at gamethattune. We love taking your requests. Uh, you can also find us individually on Twitter uh, and just you know, chat with us about anything, video game music, whatever. Uh, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars football for me, fucking computer programming for John, wrestling for Jesse, fucking uh, cartoon stuff for David. We, uh, we like to hang out with you guys and talk. So find us on Twitter. I'm there at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at jpregan.jr. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at DFT Fleming. And you can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. Hell yeah, you can. So, uh, yeah, that's the show for tonight. Going out with my bonus tunes. Uh, it's from the ultimate prequel in uh, one of my favorite series. It's uh, Skyward Sword, the very first Zelda game in that very serious and official Zelda timeline. It's the Ballad of the Goddess from Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. So thanks for listening. Peace out, everybody.
Mario Kart Arcade GP is copyright 2005 Namco Limited. Rising Thunder is copyright 2015 Radiant Entertainment. Mighty Switch Force is copyright 2011 WayForward Technologies. Robot Alchemic Drive is copyright 2002 NX Corporation. Mega Man is copyright 1987 Capcom Company Limited. I, I was thinking more along the lines of like, you know, new boss in the adventure mode. Like you got, you got Master Hand, you got Crazy Hand, now you got Master Ass. And, uh, ass. Possibly and then crazy ass. Possibly crazy ass. <laughs> they call me Master Ass. Yeah, I know they do. <laughs> oh, I'm just imagining, like, you know, Master Hand, Crazy Hand kind of descend and then grab a hold of, like, the glowing, like, orb and slightly <laughs> pull it apart. Oh, yeah. God. Alright, we can ride it. Ass. God. <laughs> Just an ass that looks like white glove. <laughs> you just have to <laughs> eat the shit out of it. I mean, uh, uh, you know what I mean. So would that just be like an ass with like a slight ring around the edges of the thighs just some, to give it that like cartoon glove feel? Yeah, and some stitching. <laughs> be good. You uh, guys. Oh, you. It's good to be back. <sighs> So I'm pretty excited about my game tonight. It's very robot heavy. I think you guys are gonna enjoy it. Most robots are heavy. Did you pick <laughs> oh. Mega Man 11? I hope so. It's not Mega Man 11. Sorry, David. There are a lot of robots in those Sonic games. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Some some Sonic games even have a plus amount to the point of mania. Hmm. Hmm. Might be on the nose there. It's uh, it's Sonic Forces. It is. It absolutely is. Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. The my, pre my dad says watch that language. Tell your dad I <laughs> love. Do I want to start shit? Him very much. <laughs> <laughs> do I do I want to start poop? I'm gonna start poop <laughs> and kick off those so, shoes. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's see here. What can we talk about for a second here without John? Trying to get over the whole playing his own video games thing. Yeah, I didn't know that was such a big deal for him. Right? I don't know how much of it is like actually a big deal or how much of it is him just trying to get under my skin. I'm going to say he's 90% under your skin. <laughs> I can't wait for him to hear this later. When he's editing the show, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm saying all this knowing he's good to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then like, I, see, I wasn't gonna say anything, but then you started. Like, <laughs> I mean, I honestly do feel like there's a legitimate, like, interesting discussion that could be had, and the reason I don't want to have it is because I know his response, no matter what I say, is going to be, yeah, I don't know, it's fucking weird. Hey, he's got to push through it. He got, got, <laughs> got to move past it. He's got to just bulldoze your way. <laughs> Over it. No, so yeah, hotels in Vegas are fairly inexpensive. You can get a hotel usually for like fifty bucks a night or so. I want the real world Las Vegas suite, and I want to replicate all the sex that happened in it eighteen years ago. <laughs> Once again, I would not advise the two of us doing Vegas together, yeah. John. Yeah, but David, the when's the last time you watched the first episode of the Real World Las Vegas? Because, you know. You're Bryn, and I'm Trishel. We just gotta find our Steven, and we are in business. I'll be Steven. No. 
<laughs> Are we having sex with each other, or... I don't this know, is man. where I'm a little confused. It was on MTV. They blurred a lot of stuff out. It was just, it was three people having consensual sex in a Las Vegas hot tub. It was revolutionary television for that time. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, we could do it. Yeah, four of us all go to Vegas. <laughs> Gave that to in Las Vegas. We do a little podcast, we all have sex with each other, and then we go to the buffet. <laughs> I mean, I've heard worse ideas. 